Hello, and welcome to the Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast, a series highlighting entrepreneurs, young professionals, and local students that are leaving their mark on Northeastern Pennsylvania. We're your hosts, Nick Nsinga and Mariah Curtis. For our first episode, we chat with entrepreneur Linda Rowe, owner of Anchor Me Photography, young professional Megan Flanagan, the communications and resource manager at the Greater Wilkes-Barre Chamber of Commerce, and Cameron Lakuta, a senior business marketing student at Penn State University. The Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast is brought to you by Pepper Jam. Headquartered in downtown Wilkes-Barre, Pepper Jam is a performance marketing solutions provider redefining its category through innovative technology and service expertise. For more information, check them out at pepperjam.com. With us now is Linda Rowe, a woman that turned her passion of photography into her own business, Anchor Me Photography. First and foremost, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here today with us at the Think Center. Thank you for having me. Thank you I'm so I'm really glad much. to be here. We are very excited. So Linda, can you tell us the most important lesson that you have learned during your journey as an entrepreneur? Well, I think today, I would say for me, it's running or starting a business that you want to own or to run. It doesn't have to fit a particular cookie cutter ideal. I think in a lot of things in my life, I've always felt like it's go big or go home, and that's not necessarily true. I have a pretty unique business where, um, you know, it is somewhat of a limited hours, um, so I can make my own hours and I can decide which kind of clients I'm going to take and, uh, you know, be able to focus on the work that I want to focus on. So sometimes you think it's really all or nothing. And for me, it didn't have to be that way. So that's what allowed me to have some room and be able to get my toe into entrepreneurship. Absolutely. All right. So it kind of started out as like a little weekend hobby thing, which right. started growing into people seeing your work. That That's exactly right. You know, people started liking what I was doing and giving me the confidence to say that there's a market for it. Uh, there's a demand for it. And it wasn't just... Linda posting pretty pictures and having a hobby. I was developing my skills, um, but also, you know, really putting my creative eye behind it. And and again, people giving me that confidence that uh, this is something that they'd want to have on their walls and in their home and share with others. When did it finally um, take off for you? When did your hobby, um, I guess markets first start as a business? I think when hotels started asking me for some of my work, I was like, um, okay, I think I shouldn't be giving everything away wow. anymore. How so, are they contacting you? Uh, th- it, through social media. Through, it was like, really Instagram social media. Or? And, and you know, I should, I should back up and say the real first break was, um, if you've ever seen this picture I have of the Market Street Bridge, it's you know dark and gloomy, very gothic-y looking, and uh, that was a time where that that kind of uh, look was very in on a lot of TV shows and things like that. So anyway, uh, it had been shared through social media, and a local company named Sugar Plum Chocolate saw it, and they were trying to develop a candy bar to sell. So they had reached out to me about my photographs of Wilkesbury to do a Wilkesbury bar. So it's it's completely through Facebook that I was discovered in that way. Uh, so you know, again, commercial work started coming into my realm, and and that just kind of started things off. 
What is your main approach for marketing? Like what strategies do you use to grow your clientele as a small business? Uh, for me, social media has been a large part of it. And, and again, you know, in my particular company and the niche that I'm working in, uh, it's it's not overly uh, advertised. So it's been through portfolio development, word of mouth, um, and then also going out and doing some uh fairs or shows like you would see bridal shows things like that bringing the products that i sell um that that's where i've been marketing myself primarily have you had exhibits at the um oh now i can't think of it fine arts fiesta yes i'm glad you thought of that (laughs) i am a very big proponent of the fine arts fiesta um there have been years where you know i've been busier in other avenues that i haven't submitted but yes i'm i've proudly proudly uh submitted to the fine arts fiesta before and i do hope that to someday have a body of work that i can show at a gallery uh, locally or otherwise that's awesome so throughout your professional career who has been your mentor and how have they helped you with the development of your business? For me personally, there hasn't been one particular mentor and many of my mentors have been through uh, admiring people that look and sound and work like me. So for instance, um, you know, when I first became involved with the chamber, I would look at women like Judy Ellis and Donna Cedar and Liz Graham. And, you know, Liz probably, you know, doesn't know this day like that she's a mentor of mine, but I look to her of how she speaks, how she interacts with people. All of these women, you know, to me are just so powerful. Um, and, and they, they just have this example that they exude. And I know that I could go to them for advice. Um, more probably like personally, I went to college as an adult. So I just graduated a few years ago. One of my professors named Monica Law. Uh, it's always so important, all of us, you know, whether it be we think that we are could be a mentor or not. When you see something in someone that you know that they'd really love to jump at and giving them that opportunity. That's what she did for me. So my degree is in leadership and global dynamics. So we would do a lot of leadership type of training and uh, I would have her for several classes and she would allow me to lead some of the exercises. She would bring me up to the front of the room and, you know, she was mentoring me just by allowing me the opportunity to not have to ask for that help, right. but hand it out to me. Um, another very good friend of mine, Stacy Kyle, she and I have worked together for some time. She just knows everybody. It seems like she knows everybody. And uh, I would walk into a room and feel like nobody knows who I am and afraid to talk to people. And I'm probably the most introverted extrovert that you guys will ever meet. Like I am truly pretty shy inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would walk in like with big eyes thinking, I can't talk to anybody here. Who am I? And she really took me by the hand and would introduce me to people. And uh, through that, you just get to know that we're all human beings and we're all afraid to walk up to each other and Absolutely. introduce ourselves. So those have been some people who've made a a big difference in my life. Absolutely. I think that's so important realizing we all are 
people and just having that human connection with somebody is so important. And it's also so natural for us too. Um, so once you get through those jitters, yes. it's just like, oh my gosh. And then like you go home and you're like, wow, that was really fun. Like I'm going <laughs> to yeah. go to this next event, you know? And yes. then you're more confident with each time. Yeah. And they're like little life preservers. Like, okay, I could walk in a room and I've met that person before. And, you know, we can have a conversation and you don't feel so alone. Absolutely. Um, so anyone that knows you will say that you're a very passionate individual and a people cheerleader. As an entrepreneur, what advice can you give others when it comes to developing and growing in the NEPA area? I think what we just talked about is the perfect uh, way for me to answer, and that is don't treat networking like it's a dirty word. Uh, I think we all think it's very contrived. You know, you grow up watching TV shows or movies or, you know, even, you know, passing out business cards and everyone's trying to find a sale or whatever. But really and truly, if you are your authentic self, networking events are the best way to get yourself out there. They build confidence and they do build um, a community around you. And it's great feeling like you're around like-minded individuals. It's a great feeling to have that camaraderie, uh, you know, whatever kind of group, maybe you're going to the, uh, classic car show on the square on Fridays, that's networking. Maybe you're going to a bingo or a fundraiser, or you're going to power or spotlight. Exactly. (laughs) I was just going to say one of the events here, you know, I like spotlight. These are all great ways to find common interests with people and also learn more about the community. So again, you don't know what you don't know and just get yourself out there. You know, don't treat, don't even say the word networking if you think it's a bad thing. Just say it's, uh, what, like icebreaker or, you know, whatever, whatever other. There you go. Right. Whatever, any other term that you want to use, but it's never bad to put yourself out there and get to know other people because at the heart of it, we're all trying to connect. Right. We're all just making our way through the professional industry i was just gonna start singing like making your way in the world (laughs) takes everything you've got (laughs) i'm sorry i'm a child of the 80s (laughs) no it's all good it's all good don't have that on the podcast (laughs) oh we are keeping that oh yeah i'm not internationally known but i'm known to rock the microphone So anyway. (laughs) All right. If our listeners would like to check out your work and schedule a shoot with you, where would they find that information? I think that I could probably be easily found on social channels by anchormephotography.com or anchormephoto. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. uh, And I have a Facebook profile. And then my website is anchormephotography.com. All right. We'll check her and out. And you'll probably see some of my work around town, like in your lobby right out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. The famous uh, antique car show photo, mm-hmm. right? That's right. All three of those are mine. Oh, I didn't know all three of them. Yeah. Well, look at that. <laughs> see? Well, thank small you for having town me Small town celebrity. <laughs> small Big town, town small celebrity. Well, Linda, thank you again for your time. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. And thank you for your insight on entrepreneurship and sharing your journey as the owner of Anchor Me Photography. Thank you very much for having me today. Thank you so much, Linda.
with us now is Megan Flanagan, the Communications and Resource Manager with the Greater Wilkes-Barre Chamber of Commerce. Megan, thanks so much for being here today. We appreciate you setting aside time in your hectic schedule to record with us at the Think Center. So being a former intern with the Chamber, I was able to see firsthand that a job at the Chamber is anything but a typical 9 to 5 workday. But for our listeners, what does a typical day look like for you at the Chamber? So I think just like you mentioned, um, every day is different at the Chamber, and that's really, I think, the cool thing about the job there is um, it really depends on what events we have planned for the week um, and different meetings that we have with our many, many networks that we have at the Chamber. So a day could be um, maybe half a day in the office and half of your day you're out on member visits, different site visits. I go out and do blog interviews really often with a lot of our uh, Chamber members. We have a lot of team meetings and committee meetings within the Chamber and outside of the Chamber. So the really neat thing is every single day is different. No day is the same, um, and it's really great to be in such a um, collaborative work environment. Absolutely. And within the chamber, they have developed a variety of networks, the Ambassadors Committee, Women's Network, Young Professionals Network, and the Government Affairs Committee. What network networks are you involved in, and what is your role within them? So again, I think the really cool thing of the chamber is all of our different staff members, because we have about um, eight different staff um, within the chamber. We're all involved in all the different committees that we um, have through the chamber. So we attend all of the meetings. We really know all of our committee members and work with them very closely throughout the year. So my role a lot of times is, while these committees are planning different events um, and programs that we run through the chamber, a lot of them will run like quarterly events um, that we host. Um, my job is to get the word out about that and market it, communicate it, um, promote it on social media, get it as part of our email blasts, um, and really work closely with them to develop that uh, communication side of our events and programs. Since being a part of the graduating class of Leadership Wilkes-Barre in 2018, what have you learned during your experience and how has it benefited you in your professional career? So leadership is such a great program. Um, I love going through it. We have two other uh, chamber staff members who are going through it right now. And one of the biggest things I learned was the different uh, work and personality types that people are in the workplace. So I've learned that I'm a director, which um, I've learned the positives of that, that I'm uh, very like task-oriented, direct in the workplace, but I also learned out, uh, learned how to work with different other personality types. Like we have all different kinds throughout our uh our chamber staff, like we have thinkers who are people that are very task oriented, very quiet, um, very like thought intensive. They're the ones who are really take their time to make decisions, um, that type of thing. So it's really great to learn how to work with all different kinds of personality types. Um, and one thing that was really great about my class is we were all very, very close. So I'm still really great, good friends with so many of my class members, which is really awesome. And a lot of them have gotten involved in our chamber networks and Wilkes-Barre Connect since then, which um, is really great. So we continue to see them on a day day basis, which is awesome. All right. So you just attended the first ever sold out Young Professionals Conference. How was your overall experience? For someone who was unable to attend the conference, what benefits could they get from attending next year's conference? Yes, so we partnered with United Way this year to offer the very first Young Professionals Conference, and we were really, really excited. The really cool, unique thing about that program was all of the different panels that we had throughout the day, all of the presenters for the day were young professionals in the community, which was really cool. So you were learning from someone um, of your age group with your experience, that type of thing throughout the day. Um, and we had all different kinds of panels. We had panels on um, networking, like different things you can do in the community, financial fitness, um, 
leading, not following in the workplace, different things like that. Um, and one of the greatest things you can get out of, we saw a lot of new faces. So people that aren't involved in the chamber um, or who are maybe looking to get more involved in the community and they got to meet each other, really grow from that. Um, and a great thing that we introduced at the end of the day was we had a meet and greet with different board members from both the chamber and the United Way. So you really got that one-on-one -on -one experience of um, meeting those individuals who are maybe further along in their career and really understanding where they started um, and how they got where they were going. So I kind of want to go back to Leadership Wilkes Bear. Um, how do you get involved with Leadership Wilkes Bear, the program? So do you have to, like, I know, um, like the employer has to be involved. Is that is that correct? So you, like how do you get involved? So um, I think actually right now they have the um, scholar the applications and the scholarships available for the coming year for 2020, um, and your employer can sponsor you to go through the program, but you can also apply for a scholarship through Leadership Books Fair as well. And on the employer side, that really just means that they're agreeing to have you um, be out of work for one day a month to attend like a day long program with leadership. And that's kind of how you first get involved in them. And they have a few different programs. They have a program specifically for teachers. Um, they have a program, their core program, which is what I went through, um, is what our two employees are also going through right now. But they also have a special executive program that's mostly at night. So if you can't, if you're higher up and you're an executive and role in um, a business or nonprofit in the area, you can get involved in that. And that, I think, is mostly programs after five. Oh, cool. So can you elaborate on the director when you said that you're a director like what exactly does that mean so that's more of like a work personality type it means mm -hmm. that I'm uh, a very direct communicator so I'm always a person who's communicating with you one-on-one -on -one. Um, and I'm very task-oriented meaning I have a list of things that I want to get done and my um, way that I measure my day is how many things I kind of cross off that list it also means like I take control of a lot of situations and um, that type of thing. Whereas different personality types like um, Ben from our office is uh, a relator. So he more so his goal like on his day is to um, really relate one on one and have like a personal experience with someone one on one. He's not as task driven. He's more driven on a personal level with a person, which is why he's our membership person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think Nick could say I'm probably a director. Definitely. <laughs> yes, on this definitely. Podcast. <laughs> What advice can you give to other young professionals that you wish that you had known when you were starting out in your career? Um, so I think that one of the things I would advise young professionals is to find different mentors in the community. So I was lucky enough to have Lindsay Griffin, who is now running the chamber side of the chamber. Um, she was a great mentor to me from the beginning, and I really had her as like a role model through my journey. So I would say to any young professionals, like inside the workplace, outside the workplace, to really find someone you connect with. And even if it's just you have coffee like every few months and touch base, um, and they can, that person can really give you advice and kind of put you in the right direction on different things you're experiencing inside and outside the workplace, that would be a great, great thing to do. And also to try to get involved volunteering wise in like different committees in the community. I think for me, this happened more so when I was an intern at the chamber. Um, I really saw like um, a different side of our community that even though I grew up in Wilkes-Barre, I really wasn't aware of that um, until now. And it really exposed me to like the entrepreneurial community and spirit here and the different things that tons of nonprofits were doing, nonprofits that I didn't even know existed. And it really inspired me to like invest in the community and get involved in different ways. And I really wish that upon anyone who's starting out in the business community here to really see that side and be inspired by everything that's happening. 
Absolutely. I could totally relate to that with being an intern um, and then coming back as a student ambassador for the Wilkes-Barre Connect program. So you said that you were an intern with the chamber. What was your role as an intern going back a couple years? (laughs) (laughs) What was your uh, role as an intern? So I actually started out, I was an English major in college at the time um, as a grant writing intern. So I worked directly with Joe Boylan, who's our executive director of Connect. Um, And he was a great role model, really showing me like the ins and outs of grants, what they're looking for, the different resources you have, the different kinds of grants. And that was really how I got started in the chamber, in the chamber world. (laughs) That's awesome. So then as soon as you finished the internship, were you offered a position or did you graduate, you know, a couple months or whatever went by and then you applied when a position was open? Um, so actually I was offered a position maybe like a month after. So it was still kind of in conjunction um, with my internship a little bit. So not much time had passed, which was really an awesome opportunity. They just had like a different um, program and project open up that was relevant to what I was doing beforehand. So they asked me to be a part of it, which was awesome. And I've been there ever since. That's awesome. I feel like it's so important for students to take internships very seriously and professionally because you don't know it could you know end up as a job position in the end well megan we just want to thank you so much for stopping by the think center and providing us and our listeners with some insight on your professional journey thank you it was a pleasure to be here The Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast is brought to you by Pepper Jam. Headquartered in downtown Wilkes-Barre, Pepper Jam is a performance marketing solutions provider redefining its category through innovative technology and service expertise. For more information, check them out at pepperjam.com. And coming up on the Wilkes-Barre Connect calendar on Wednesday, April 24th at 5 p.m., join us for our next Spotlight event, Innovate and Accelerate. Our featured speaker for the night is Jennifer Maher, CEO of 1776, which is the Northeast Corridor's largest network of entrepreneurial incubators. Our video spotlights of the night include Nicholas Welsh, CEO and founder of Smoke Shield System, Jocelyn Sterenchok, coordinator of entrepreneurial services at Canby Innovation Center, and Ginny Scott, work experience coordinator at ResCare Workforce Services slash PA CareerLink Luzerne County. The Spotlight program features quarterly events that provide an opportunity for industry leaders and entrepreneurs in NEPA to meet, discuss, and identify potential partnerships. Each event features a 15-minute presentation from an entrepreneur with regional ties, as well as video spotlights featuring local entrepreneurs, students, and nonprofits. If you would like to learn more about our featured speaker, Jennifer Maher, Get updates on future Connect events and register for this month's Spotlight event. Please visit our website, wilkesbearconnect.org, or our Facebook page. Also, registration is now live for the Wilkesbury Connect Conference. The Wilkesbury Connect Conference is for students, young professionals, and entrepreneurs at the Woodlands Inn and Resort. The conference will present the programs behind our innovative and creative culture and tell the story of the amazing people, places, and businesses right here in NEPA. Registration will include a ticket to the Greater Wilkesbury Chamber of Commerce annual dinner. You can register online through wilkesburyconnect.org or on the Wilkesbury Connect Facebook page. With us now to kick off our student segment for episode one is Cameron Lakuda, a marketing intern and student ambassador for the Wilkes-Barre Connect program, as well as a senior marketing student at Penn State University. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here, Cameron. 
So Cameron, as a student, what opportunities has Wilkes-Barre Connect brought to you as a marketing student? So I would say definitely the biggest opportunity is internship opportunities. So I'll be working with Connect in the like coming summer. So that's definitely like the biggest opportunity. And then just through the committee, we've met so many amazing entrepreneurs and hearing their stories and just um, like where they came from and how they got to where they are now is so inspiring. Like it's really invaluable like advice that they give you and they just come for free and they're so helpful. They're always willing to talk to you, whatever you need. It's just, that's like definitely one of the best opportunities. All right. Absolutely. So the um, so you said you have an internship for over the summer, correct? Yeah. So what um, is going to be your internship? What is your so I'm going to be um, a part of like a team. I'm going to be like a marketing intern for um, Connect. So pretty much new businesses that are coming into the area that can't necessarily afford a marketer right now will they'll provide uh, marketing like services for free. So we'll be able to like start up companies and get them going. That's going to be so cool. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> so you are from the area, mm-hmm. correct? So how did you get to know about the Student Ambassador Program? How did you get involved? So I originally started at Penn State Scran, and then I transferred to Penn State Wilkes-Barre and changed my major. So like it was a complete change. And one of my first classes was my marketing class with Miss Clemente, shout out. <laughs> um, and she told me about this because she works with Joe a lot. And she said that I think I would be good for it. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't really know. And I'm so glad I did. Absolutely. Um, I had another question. Um, I totally lost Well, you said you changed your major. Mm-hmm. Um, what inspired you to want to be part of marketing as a career? So... Um, my mom would always try to convince me. She's like, I feel like you're really creative and you always try to think of solutions. And she's like, you should try to do something with that. And I never really knew how to connect those two to like an actual job where I would actually make money because that's obviously important. <laughs> that's so but um, like researching that more and just seeing what they do and how versatile it is, like you could really do whatever. Like there's so many different like areas you could focus on. And that to me was just so like awesome. So I figured that was good. That's why I love marketing because you literally can go anywhere. Like yeah. any business needs to, you know, communicate with their consumers. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Like you yeah. could work in healthcare, you can work in beauty, um, IT, like a- any yeah. company. So it's so cool. Well, like it going is. back to like meeting people, meeting Nicole Farber, I had no idea that law marketing was a thing. Mm-hmm. And like it's a huge thing that I literally had no idea about. So like there's just so many like and little she's aspects. She's the game. Yes. <laughs> Um, so what was your major before you Kinesiology. Decided? Like a complete oh, 180. Kine- so that's like... Um, Science? That's physical therapy yep. kind of, right? Okay, yep. so I can relate to that because I was an athletic training major. So, and I, you kind of like realize that the healthcare is like not, like industry is not... Yeah, like I had, an, I had a job like as a PT aide and like I loved my patients and like mm-hmm. hanging out with them and listening to them, but I just wasn't... Like, oh my God, I can't wait to go to work. And everyone would always tell you, you know, find something you love because you'll never work a day in your life. And I just didn't feel like that. And I knew something wasn't right. So I just knew I had to change. Absolutely. No, I could totally relate to that. With all your experiences so far, academically and personally, what would be your dream job? I feel like people ask this a lot. (laughs) And like, I never have an answer because I from changing my major and like my life changing so much with that because I thought my life was going in one direction and now it's going in another one I don't know exactly where I'll end up I mean my dream job would be to own my own business like I don't even know exactly what I want to do but like I always tell people when I was in kindergarten my kindergarten teacher told my mom one day she's going to be a CEO 
And, like, that just really stuck with me because, like, I've just always been, I guess, that kind of a person. Right. So, like, that's always been my dream job, but I don't know exactly how I'll end up there. Humpty, right? I'm Did what? you go to Humpty Dumpty or no? No, I went to Pitt scenario. Oh, never mind. I was going to say because I know your brother and I. Went yeah. To okay, anyway. Um, so, as a student, what has been the best advice you've been given? Definitely to just take opportunities that come your way. Like, you never know who you'll meet or what experiences will bring you or anything like that. Like, there's just endless possibilities. And people, I know there's like a stigma around networking, where like, oh, networking. But, like, honestly, it's brought me so many opportunities that I can't even explain to you how invaluable it is. Right. And I think like what people don't realize too with like networking, it's not just like connecting with someone on LinkedIn and like creeping in their DMs and being yeah. like, hey, you know, like, like I feel like people, they need to just put themselves out there and like you need to be vulnerable because we're all humans, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like that human connection, you, you know, don't come at it as like a robot. Like, actually connect with people and, you know, talk to them, even just about their interests. Like, even though that's your dream job that they have right now, like, you know, just being, I guess, just not awkward and yeah. <laughs> not making it like a transaction. Like, you know what I mean? Like, being more, uh, you know, personal. Yeah, I feel like networking can be looked at as, like, a part of your job. And, like, I feel like it should just be, like, trying to be fluid like just yeah, a, like another just really, transaction interaction between someone i feel like i've honestly made friendships through networking like i feel like i could call these people or you know whatever and that's what that's the best way yeah that's, that's how you network is literally forming these relationships and connecting with people and that's the best way and honestly those people are going to be the ones that like you call them and you're like freaking out about a career change and they're going to give you the best advice yeah and you don't even realize, like, I'll be talking to Joe, for example, and be like, oh, you know, I'm really interested in this. He's like, oh, I know somebody who does that too, and let me hook you up with them, and I'll give you their email and everything. It's just, you don't even realize how many people Are know there. other people who know other people, and it's, it's just crazy. endless. It really is. It is, it's insane. Um, well, thank you so much for spending time with us today and sharing your experiences with us and our student listeners. Thanks so much for having me. It was yeah, a lot it was of fun. a pleasure having you. Well, that does it for episode one of the Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast. We want to thank Linda Rowe, Megan Flanagan, and Cameron Lacuda again for stopping by the Think Center and sharing their insight with us. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Pepper Jam, for making this podcast possible. Make sure you tune in next week to hear from some marketing powerhouses. We're your hosts, Mariah Curtis and Nick Nsinga, and, and thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening to the Wilkes-Barre Connect, Connect podcast. podcast.